Welcome to the I Am Podcast. My name is Carl Weaver, and I am the website content manager at I Am. If you have any suggestions for the I Am Podcast, you can email me at carl.weaver at iamovers.org. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. We want to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash iamovers slash message. I will also put the link in the show notes so you can click on it right there. Welcome back to the IAM podcast. Again, my name is Carl Weaver, and I am here today with Gotti Bennis from Relocation Insurance Group. So, Gotti, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Carl. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, And today we're going to be talking about the LX Leadership, Life Experiences Shaping Leadership, your series of videos. Uh, Can you tell me what that is in your own words? Sure. Uh, you mean to tell me it's not clear enough by the title, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty clear, but... Uh... <laughs> no, it's good. Um, really what it is, it's a series of uh, short videos that um, I uh, run uh, along with my team. Uh, Randy Kranz helps me with that as well. With uh, industry leaders, leaders in general, uh, to hear what they have to say about uh, their life experiences and how these specific experiences shape their leadership style. Um, it's the simplest way I can actually describe it. Uh, what, uh, what got you interested in this? I think uh, that's kind of a loaded question <laughs> because you know, as, as, we, as we mature, right? As we grow younger, <laughs> uh, obviously business is important and we run our businesses at least for me that's the case and you know we're busy with that but you know I also get to uh, and, and again this personally for me to start looking at other things outside the immediate business and um, one particular experience was with a friend a very good friend of mine who uh, about two years ago decided that he's going to run the um, Ironman in Israel it's actually mm. the Israelman in Israel, um, and it was really fascinating to kind of follow him. And I was following just from afar. I was not <laughs> practicing or training with him by any means. You weren't following him like running with him. No, exactly, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and um, just to see how he um, evolved, I guess is the word, and, and, and matured through that process. And at some point when he did it, when he finished, um, you know, a few weeks later, I said, you know, his name is Tzvi. Tzvi, we need to actually interview you and um, have you talk about the experience that you went through and how your life experience, because obviously he has experience previous to to the um, uh, Ironman as well. How does that, how did that shape your um, leadership style? He switched careers, changed careers, etc. So, um, and at that moment, this was a conversation. During that conversation, I said, you know what? There's something to it. Uh, I immediately contacted uh, during that conversation with our marketing person and said, you know what? We have something here. And that's how the idea literally uh, came about. Oh, that's um, interesting. That's, that's the story of that story. 
<laughs> I like how stories have stories. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Yeah. So you've been doing these. You've done. You've got four on your website right now. Do you have more in the can that you're you're ready to release, or you maybe you've you're ready to start editing? Yeah. So we have. <coughs> excuse me. So we have. Um, you know, as we were working on it, it wasn't. You know, as with anything, an idea is a great thing, right? But then you need to implement it, right? There's a lot of work behind it, starting from the legal aspect, the actual production, you know, coming up with a name, coming up with, you know, logo, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we had to work on that and that took us, you know, a few months in between working on everything else that, that we're doing in the business, right? You know, just running and managing the business. Um, and, you know, we were enthusiastic and we thought, well, come on, everybody's going to sign up for it, right? And then you hit the reality and people have other things to do. And um, it does require a, um, it's almost, it has its life on its own, meaning, you know, you need to invest time in it. You need to invest a schedule. So yes, we have, your question was, do we have uh, more in the pipeline? And the answer is yes, but really the results in terms of the actual interviews is directly correlated to how much you know we invest in it time-wise and and effort etc uh and you know that's one of the things that we're hoping to do here with the iam really um focus on the iam community members relocation community and see you know who can we learn with and who can we bring on to these interviews and and learn from that's great so who are some of the uh, people and maybe, and it's okay if you don't know, but who's your, who's your dream person to have on your, on your leadership series? And, and, it, and it could be someone from our industry, someone not from our industry, either way. Yeah. The dream person for me actually was, was uh, 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 somebody from the past. And I, I shared it. If you go to our um, website and look for the, um, for the interviews, and that is uh, Moses, because I was fascinated by his story. To those who know his story of, of, you know, growing up under one identity, switching, becoming somebody else, you know, at least as far as what he represented, taking on a mission that he really didn't want. So he got an assignment that wasn't really, he didn't sign up for it and doing what he did for so long and then at the end not even being able to um enjoy the fruits of his his effort you know and his uh task and i would be who knows maybe one day i wish i can sit with him and and ask him some, some questions you know um if we're looking at at you know current um you know people or um people in the industry. I mean, a lot of great people. I mean, I don't know that there's just one. Um, I'm, I'm always fascinated by um, new thinkers or people who think outside, I call it outside the block, really mm -hmm. outside the, the realm that uh, we normal people think. And so whoever is in that, you know, um, uh, sort of under that description, that's somebody I would love to to speak with an interview or just talk to. I really like that you mentioned Moses, partly because I think, and I'd never really thought of, I'm, I'm clearly, you know, if you read 
uh, if you read the you know, scripture, it's, uh, he's clearly a leader. I mean, he's leading all these people, right? But um, not only uh, leading people, but also knowingly, uh, there's a, a phrase I just wrote down that I've, I've read before about planting seeds for trees whose shade you'll never sit under. Right. Probably didn't get all those words quite right. No, but but, absolutely. That's exactly right. But to me, that's that's like the embodiment of true leadership. Not that someone who doesn't do that isn't a leader. Right. But to know that you're never going to enjoy the fruits of your labors and, and therefore future generations. Right. Your kids' and, kids might. And if you think about it, it's it's you know, his his whole story is so close to um kind of what we see today, because he had to go back and forth between the higher authority, right? Whatever that is, get instructions, get, so you may say that's my board of directors, right? I need to mm -hmm. get the instruction from them, then go back to the shareholders who not always, uh, you know, did the right thing and negotiate in between and just keep the, the project, keep the task going. And it's, it's pretty incredible. Not everybody can do it. I mean, you know, for the most part, I think most people would have quit at some point. And he wanted to quit as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he didn't. So uh, part of the fascination, why I'm so fascinated with his, you know, character. Now, so how would you describe your own leadership style and where does that come from? You told me once that um, part of your, something that was a formative experience in your own life was your military service. Correct. Right. And, so I uh, served. Right. So I served. So that definitely is one of the main areas where uh, my, my personality was was created and built, and and what I'm still using today. So I served in the Israeli military in a part troop uh, unit, and um, I, I was in one war, and all that experience. I mean, uh, not necessarily just being in war, in war, or or you know, uh, in the front line or whatever, but just being a soldier, you know, on one, uh, you know, at one point receiving uh, orders and the other giving orders and all that, uh, being with a group of people in different situations, uh, leading, again, at some point in the beginning being led, uh, all that totally shaped um, my, my um, you know, my style, my character um you know and and i i use it today i use it today and you know i come from i mean i'm israeli right was born in israel uh to to an american mentality with with a team that did not not only didn't serve in the israeli military didn't serve in the military here and there's nothing wrong with it obviously but it's it's different and and putting all that together and you know, providing with different examples and, and different situations, not always easy because sometimes I think I experienced that there is a certain gap between what, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling my team about my experience to what they understand or can even grasp. Um, these are very smart people and, you know, very capable, but it's just a different reality and it's, it's not easy uh, to do that. So that's, that's one thing. The other experience that I, I went through and totally contributed to, to who I am today is um, if, if you're familiar with the um, life of a kibbutz mm -hmm. in Israel. So a kibbutz is 
you know, a, a commune or a community. At that point, it was more on the agriculture uh, side, um, but also socialist. So I was born in Tel Aviv and, and grew up in Tel Aviv, which is a Western city um, as, as, as they come, moving into a total different society and, and style uh, where, you know, you do what you do, but you share everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you share a dining room, you share uh, a gym, you share, that's sort of, you don't have necessarily your own property. And it was very interesting to me, besides the fact that I, I, I lived sort of kind of in a, in a farm. Mm -hmm. uh, again, agriculture, and, and I, was, I was a farmer. I grew apples, I grew cotton, I grew kiwi, you know, all that, and literally worked the land, you know, and, and that uh, provided me something that I, I, I know I wouldn't be able to, to get growing up or living in a city. Mm -hmm. um, and the connection to the to the earth is is something very fundamental in my personality. I believe today. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. That, you know, when you talk about your military service and how that was very formative. Uh, what I see in having, and we've been in a number of meetings together now, but what I see in you is uh, not not the authoritative side of the military. Uh, experience uh, that I, I've seen in some other people who had the similar type things happen or uh, experiences, but uh, more of the, like, let's get this done. Let's figure out how to, how to get it done. And that's something that, that I think is, is very common among people that I've worked with who are, who had military backgrounds. Like let's jump, let's overcome this obstacle and figure out how to get it done. Or, right. or maybe are we on the right track? You know, being right. willing to lead, right. but also willing to accept uh, uh, yeah. advice. Yeah, I mean, I think what came up for me or what, what um, is really showing, and, and this is both from the military and from my life in the kibbutz. I lived in kibbutz for eight years, uh, is teamwork. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, we hear the stories about, you know, the military as we saw the movies, whatever, and there's the big general or whatever it is, but really what it comes down to, it's the teamwork. Because you could be the biggest, you know, general or the most whatever, if you're by yourself, <laughs> your chances yeah. are not that great, you know, no matter what you do. And you need a team behind you. And, and that I think is one of the biggest lessons for me. You know, uh, not just, I mean, not just assigning people to, to different you know, tasks or projects or whatever, but have the team come up with ideas, have the team lead if they need to lead. Um, you know, I, I often say, look, I came up with the idea of relocation insurance were great. I had a good timing or whatever, but what do I know? Everyone on my team right now is an expert in what they do. And mm -hmm. I know less than them in their specific field. And, and that's, I think, one of the, the great attributes of a team that, you know, each one can shine and each one can be a leader within the team and, and within their department or uh, the area that they operate in. Yeah, so everyone's uh, generalist, but everyone's a specialist too. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's right. right said. Everybody's a general, not just a generalist <laughs> <laughs> in what they do. I'm going to start calling you uh, General Gotti from now on. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> you can call me Gadi. That's fine. Okay, I'll it'll we'll keep it informed. Because I'm not really a general, so I can't even you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so these are these are the two really main experiences, and then you know along with that. Um, meeting people i mean specifically in this industry right so we work with international companies and traveling and seeing other cultures that's the other thing that i'm i'm noticing and it's um i totally see a difference and again there's nothing wrong with with maybe people who didn't travel that much or whatever but the ability to travel and learn and and meet other cultures people from other cultures there's no question it adds up you know, to me personally, but also to the business. Uh, it's like you know, definitely learning another, another language, a language, language of communicating and, um, and being able to speak and understand people from other cultures and other areas of the world. Yeah, I've, I've always found that uh, travel, especially international travel, is humbling. Mm -hmm. um, makes you uh, appreciate, I mean, I think probably wherever you come from, just differences. Right if nothing else. Right. Yeah. Changes you for yeah. sure. Right. So uh, you're doing these videos. How can people get involved? Well, get involved if, if you mean by being interviewed, just mm -hmm. you know, reach out, reach out to us, reach out to me, reach out to you through the IAM. I am, you know, through the links that you guys uh, post uh, on your site or on the newsletters. Um, reach out to me, relocationinsurance.com and I don't know what you want me to provide here, but I, I accept calls, emails, and cash. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> anybody can reach me. I have my my. I'm on LinkedIn. Reach me out on LinkedIn, um, social media, Facebook, uh, directly with our uh, website, if you may. Um, I'm available, and I'd love to to set up. Really, what it takes is two short conversation one is the pre-interview which takes about 10 minutes and then the interview that takes 10 minutes and you went through it Carl, and you know mm -hmm. uh it's painless so <laughs> yes entirely painless really. and uh yeah it's it was very quick um, yeah and, and, and in general just to if i may say that it's really about you know us, whoever is participating in it and, and being interviewed, uh, contributing, because the, each one of us has a unique story. There's no question, no matter where we're from, no matter, no matter what we did, no matter what we went through. And I think by sharing this experience with the world, whether it's in our industry or people from different industry, it's, it's um, you know, we call it uh, in Hebrew a mitzvah, a deed, a good deed, you know. Because yeah. there are other people out there that maybe on maybe they're thinking about doing something, and there's something that needs you know to kind of push them, to, give them the last you know push to do it, and that could help or whatever it is. I learn from everyone I talk to in general, and definitely from everybody I interview during these series. That's wonderful. So uh, there's a form on your website. It's at relocationinsurance.com/lxleadership, and I'll, I'll also link to that. And that's Correct. also where you find the forms and I'll put your, so I'll put that in the show notes uh, along with your LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn, my email number. Yeah. Phone number. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm, I'm open. Okay, great. I'll, I'll put all that stuff in there. Excellent. Well, thank you, Gotti. I appreciate you well, spending you, time Carl. with us. 
you know, and uh, we'll, I look yeah. forward to getting you on the show again and, and we'll talk more at that time. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Hope, hope you have All a right. good day. You too. Thanks. Just to explain what's going on, I caught up with Gotti a couple days later uh, to do the second part of our interview. We ran out of time the first time and um, I just wanted to complete it. So we said goodbye on the last clip and we're going to say goodbye again. So sort of weird. Just wanted to add that explanation. So Gotti, I asked you to prepare something for me, which was two truths and a lie. Hey, yep. Were you able to come up with those? A little tough. I don't lie usually, so I had to really dig in. And <laughs> that, that's actually a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I got a few things for you here. So um, I'm just going to start from the top, bottom, right? All right. So the first one is um, I played uh, the goalie position on, an is on the Israeli national soccer team. Huh. I'm not going to look this up on Google, by the way. <laughs> right. No. Wait until you're the next one. All right. Which, you know, I guess after whatever that law or rule is, after so many years, you can, you know, reveal stuff from the past. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm revealing it. You're probably one of the first one to know, but um, I was a member of the Israeli Mossad. Really? Don't tell anybody, but what's that rule that allows you to... Uh... I think the rule goes something like, if you don't want anyone to know, don't say it on IAM's <laughs> podcast. No, but, but you know, the Israeli service is very tough with... But after, uh, yeah, after 40 years, they allow uh, releasing, you know, whatever. So anyway, and the last one is um, my Hebrew name, spelled in Hebrew, obviously means miracle in me so there you go all right and what is your your hebrew name uh it's the same guy uh, okay actually, it's called Bines. my my last name so my my hebrew my hebrew last name okay okay got it so it's um Bines, the same thing it's pronounced a little differently all right I'm going to say, let's see. So it's it's totally believable from what you already told me about a little of your military career that you're part of Mossad. Uh, although I, I promised not to tell anyone. So uh, <laughs> if you mean the millions of listeners, you know, <laughs> you know tell them? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it, if that's true, I'm going to put hashtag Mossad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that will draw some attention. Hey, we're all about getting the listeners here at IAM. I, I wonder the phone calls I'm going to get after that, you know, from, <laughs> from the Israeli side. But anyway. Right. Um, so I'm going to say that that's true. So don't, don't correct me yet or, or confirm it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to say that's true. Uh, let's see. Played goalie uh, for this Israeli soccer team, national team. Um, that's I can see that as a, uh, a possibility because you are clearly athletic. I mean, again, with your military career and you know, paratrooper and all this stuff, certainly potentially true. In uh, your Hebrew name, any, any sort of Hebrew I once knew has left my, uh, my head. So, you once knew? When did you know Hebrew? 
Uh, it's very, very little. Uh, my, my first wife was Jewish. And uh, okay. so actually it was, uh, it was probably more Yiddish than Hebrew that I heard uh, around the house, but uh, right. still some of that too. Um, so I'm going to say that uh, you did not play goalie for the soccer, uh, for the Israeli national team, and that the other two are true. All right, so here's the story. So um, I did play a goalie on the Israeli national team. I played oh. once. It was the youth team, I should say. So I don't know if that was you know, a little tricky, but we did play uh, against Germany. We lost uh, three to nothing. Um, and it was my, my first, my one and only experience. <laughs> I played goalie for... Oh, but 12 years until I joined the military and chose the, the military, you know, sort of career to whatever degree it went um, uh, versus the, the uh, soccer. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's uh, the truth. Um, last name, uh, miracle in me. So in Hebrew, be nest, two words for those who know Hebrew, be means in me. Mm. Ness is a miracle. So interestingly enough, um, according to my dad, this name has been uh, in the family for generations because, you know, a lot of Jewish names were Hebrewized or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Naftalovich, Kohenvich, whatever was shown or made Israeli. But this is a pure uh, Hebrew um, name, Miracle in Me, and uh, it's a very demanding name, you know. <laughs> like make yeah. sure miracles keep on happening and regarding the Mossad so that's not true but um, I, I participated in, in, in different things in the Israeli um, security system let's call it but not the Mossad okay so that you know I missed <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, it, it was you sure did uh, stump the chump with this one I appreciate you playing sure um, fun yeah 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 and the reason i do this it's just fun to get to know people a little more and for the listeners to get to know them of so, course of course i'm gonna have to retract the tweet about Mossad, though <laughs> all right uh, under iem's account of course i did that <laughs> yeah right. well great Gotti. i really appreciate you doing that and uh thank you uh, thanks you for inviting me playing my reindeer games with me yeah <laughs> weird stuff i come up with so yeah excellent and and you know we'll, we'll see you around we'll see you around the lxl uh, leadership and then uh, the conference i'm looking forward to it it's coming uh, pretty close pretty soon you know uh honestly the conference every year you know it, it, it's it's in october it's three months away almost right right but, i mean we've been working on it for at least three months already pretty sure regularly yeah. so yeah. you know it's the, well, we our conference Cross our fingers that health-wise, you know, oh. here and in the, all over the world, it will be, you know, okay and, and safe for people. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, to seeing friends, accounts. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and the health is is the number one thing for us. You know, right. you know, we want to make money at this, but not at the expense of doing it safely. So. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, right. uh, thank, thank you, you so Carl. much. And uh, we do... Day appreciate it and i'll talk to you soon very good we will okay thanks take care bye, -bye. you too
Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening to the IEM Podcast. If there's ever anything you need from IEM, you can contact us at membership at iamovers.org or contact us by going to the Contact Us page on the IEM website at iamovers.org. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next time.